Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. I am Austin the Stash. This is Siza and the Stash. Siza is right over there. Parker, how you doing? I am Siza. I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. Had a weekend was good. Weekend was really good. Got to go back to Wilcox, Nebraska. Played at a Warry Dunes. Which where is Wilcox, Nebraska? For the folks listening that are like, where is that at? <laughs> it's a, the town of 300, according to the sign. But I think the sign has been wrong for a decade now. The Wilcox is... It's a like, town that's too lazy to change its sign. It's well, just yeah. it's so down there. It's just like, yeah, we don't need to change it. People people should get it at this exactly. point. Exactly. Yeah. Wilcox is like 15, like 20... What's the best way of describing it? I'm trying to think of a, of a bigger town next to it. So Kearney, okay. okay. It's about 20 miles southeast, 30 miles southeast of Kearney. Mm-hmm. Is kind of the best way to describe. It. There you go, out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, a lot of places around Nebraska. That's <laughs> it's not a bad thing either. Not no, a bad thing. of course yeah. not. Uh, are you no? You are nowhere, or you are now here? It's the question at hand. Right. That's right. <laughs> but uh, no, went to when played at Awari Dunes with my brother Lucas and my dad. My dad and I played like absolute hot garbage because I'm not. I'm not good at golf. Mm. I'm. I purely went so that way because coming up on Friday, we have the York Chamber yes. golf tournament. You were preparing for that, right? That, exactly. That was a total trial run before I just the didn't big want, event. Yeah, I just didn't want my first swing to be at, like, because my first swing every year, who knows where it's going, okay? <laughs> it could go, it could be, I could pipe a driver 330 yards. I've done it before. I could also hit the guy behind me. Like, that's how bad that my golf, how irregular my golf game is so play i played uh fig golf the blank i'm good which is uh f it we're good exactly which basically means if i hit it out i went to the best ball and i Mm -hmm. dropped and it counted as my shot and we started to put asterisks by by holes that i actually played for real and so one time I hit a nine and I went, put an asterisk yeah. by it, baby. Yeah. That was a real nine. That's it. That's it. Yep. So uh, any any betters than nine when you play the real I hole? Any, a, any I close to real, pars, I had a real five on a par three. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Double. Yep. Pretty real good. double bogey. Pretty good. Uh, did I ever win the tee box? No, 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 never did. Not once. Well, the good news is, uh, yeah, we are playing in a chamber golf tournament on Friday. Mm -hmm. This is a pure scramble. So you don't even need, you you can just go along for the ride, hit the shots. Uh, I'm playing with you, myself, (laughs) Ellen, I believe one of our, uh, no, Ellen's out. Ellen's out. Okay. Ellen's out. I I remembered that she said that. So it's either going to be Gene or Doug. Right, right. With Joe. Joe. With Joe. So, uh, Joe's pretty good. Yeah. I played with Joe at the chamber last year. And Joe's pretty good. Listen, we got you covered, Austin. You Thank just come you. along for the fun. Uh, I'll be drinking right along with you, but hey, we'll we'll be. Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not neck and neck with you. I don't know. We'll we'll see. But so we're going uh, to beer a hole. Yeah. Right? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I, can, I can do that. I have tried that before. I I it's uh, I, maybe this is just me. I. And I love drinking and golfing. I have uh-huh. no problem with it. I just cannot do it. I can't. I like because I, I like to play golf and actually like you know try good. Sure. I, I'm a try hard yeah. right, when it comes yeah, to that. Yeah. So I don't want to. You know, well, I'll have is, I'll have two or three around. Yeah. You know, it's your hobby. Yeah. That's the thing that you go do and have fun, mm-hmm. and so you want to be good at it. Like yep. I, I'm not going to hold that against yeah. you. However, the drunkest I've ever been was <laughs> at a golf tournament in Bertrand. It was the yeah. it was the members tournament. And I think so. We counted up 
my total beers and we played we played 19 holes because we had a playoff for <laughs> for for money i guess okay yeah. i don't remember that uh, <laughs> it was all, a, all i had 36 beers mm. so i did two beers a hole for the for for all 18 holes Man. and i have never been drunker in my entire life the funniest thing the i apparently when i when i drink and get that drunk the i i don't normally have a filter but even more so the funniest thing ever is we're playing with these guys in the in the playoff that we've never met before right we're just we're having a good time i don't remember this but the guy drops a puts a red ball down on the tee and i out loud Go and I am I am three sheets to the wind. I'm falling over. My my youngest brother Eli, who was a freshman in high school at the time, is holding me up. <laughs> I go, you a red ball? Or are you a pussy? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like letting it fly. And oh gosh, I was like tugging. Eli was holding me up on the green, right? And I'd watch. And guy would hit it, and I'd tug on one of his ears, and I'd go, he's missing this way. <laughs> trying to, your drunken self trying to oh. will will yourself to win. Yep. Oh, I love that. And uh, we won that. money. We yeah. won. Uh, yeah, I ended. I woke up the next day with fifty bucks in my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> Don't remember how that got there either. No, nope. uh, no or how, idea. how we won that fifty, but hey, we got it. So you maybe know, maybe we'll uh, well maybe we'll repeat some of those stories oh, here this, this week in the chamber tournament. We we hey, this is a. Uh, what, you know, it is for work, right? But, yeah. But we're supposed to have fun, too. So. At least I'm Where's not playing with the CEO like I did last yeah. year. Yeah, last yeah. year, I was like, I was basically drinking coffee, mm-hmm. you know, rather than drinking any beers. This time, ooh, shirt's coming off, baby. That's right. That's right. You're going full Harry Higgs at the, <laughs> at right. the waste management. <laughs> yeah. You're darn right. Love it. Love it. So, speaking of people making money playing golf, oh. the PGA and Live Oh my goodness. This news dropped last week, like right after we, not right after, it was Tuesday. It was Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. Yep. So it was the day after we had recorded the podcast and the speculation, the hot takes were flying left and right. We didn't know what was true, what wasn't true. Have we learned anything in the past week? There are a few things we learned. Okay. A few things we learned. Um, yeah. I, and, I guess I'll just preface this by saying, so, uh, you know, I'm a big golf fan, right? Yeah. I mean, we, we've talked about this before. We just spent the first part of this podcast talking about golf. I love it. I've watched the PGA Tour since I was young. Uh, I've come to love the style of it, the format of it. It's it's the professional golf league, and it's what, you know, we, we kind of, I, I, what's I, what I've grown up watching. So, I would yeah. say you are the biggest golf fan that I know. I, I, I feel very confident in that statement. So to put, to put things into perspective for people, Someone who knows golf yeah. is Parker Sizer. Yep. And, you know, these last couple of years uh, with the PGA Tour and uh, this venture called Live Golf, which we'll be highlighting here uh, in our in our uh, podcast, obviously a lot. Um, mm-hmm. This whole thing came about about two years ago. Uh, it was the Saudi Arabian Public Investment Fund um, wanting to get into the sport of golf and wanting to do it in, in a lot of ways. In the past, they've tried to get meetings with the PGA Tour to get involved with sponsorships and stuff like that. They've been successful in getting their 
way into the ladies game. That's why the late the uh, LPGA Tour has the Aramco Team Series. Aramco is a Saudi Arabian uh, public investment fund. Uh, I think it's just the oil company uh, of Saudi Arabia. So they sponsor the LPGA Tour. They, they've wanted to get in golf for a long time. And none of this would happen if the head of the Saudi Arabian public investment fund, yes, sir, Al Rumayan, wasn't such a big golf fan. He loves golf, loves to play it, loves being around it, um, is just a big fan of the sport. We also know that, you know, Saudi Arabia uh, in in the past, in in their sports ventures, they bought Formula One. They bought Premier League soccer teams. They've They've given WWE a billion dollars to put on shows in Saudi Arabia. Yep, and that's not to mention all the investments they make in Uber and in uh, other. Yeah, I'm blanking on some. You know, they they invest a lot into American companies, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of there's just a lot of money and a lot of capital uh, thrown in and around here. So, you know, okay, back to you know over this last two years, the Live Golf and, and the PGA Tour kind of fighting. It just it felt like there was this uh, division because of the money, you know, because these two. Entities wanted their own thing. The PJ Tour wanted to keep tradition at its uh, at its forefront, you know, tradition and value. And you know, hey, this is the American Tour. This is the NFL of golf. This is the NBA of golf. We are the PGA Tour. And then the Live Golf Series stole all these, you know, players from the PJ Tour. Gave them more money with the bottomless investment mm-hmm. pool that that Saudi Arabia has and uh just you know they they but they wanted to be in golf they wanted to be involved in it with the reasons that were previously stated so it's just been this two year long civil war of uh you know players leaving players saying oh this tour is better fans saying oh this tour is better than this tour all of that it it feels like this all came to a conclusion on Tuesday. At least like that was the first reaction. Oh, we're done. This is it. Now now the the live players can go back to the PGA Tour. Uh, you know, hey, we're done with this. But uh, there's still I think a lot to be into this. There's a lot to be decided. Whether the Department of Justice uh, does investigations into it, Austin, there is breaking news on that front. <laughs> uh, the Senate. Um, uh, the American, the U.S. Senate actually is announcing they are investigating uh, this whole hmm. accusation merger partnership. See, nobody even knows what to call it. But yeah, so, uh, so, there's so many avenues. I just kind of gave you my little background outset of it. Where do we go? Where do you want to well, go? I have, from so, here? I, I have so many questions. Yeah. And the first of which is. Is this a merger? Are yeah. it, it, it is? Oh no no! no like, the, it, I was, is yeah. is this a merger? PGA and Live are they now one entity? And who? Owns the entity. Yeah. See, so what? What now? You have the PGA Tour, you have the DP World Tour, which is essentially the European Tour, and you have mm-hmm. the uh, Saudi Arabian Public Investment Fund, which founded Live, but we're mm-hmm. going to call it the the Public Investment Fund, the PIF, as uh, as okay. they call it. So the PGA, the Euro uh, DP Tour, and the PIF all kind of collaborating. I, I don't even know if you call it a merger because a merger is two companies that kind of. That put the capital a, that together. have a new owner effectively but, but when but you know when we're talking about the Saudi Arabian money I mean, and they're billions and billions I mean 750 billion dollars mm-hmm. is what you know this piff is worth like that that is that is an infinite much really more is. than what the PGA Tour can put together so it almost feels like the piff bought the PGA Tour mm-hmm. but the PGA Tour st- and they essentially you know out of this partnership said that's what's going to happen like they're going to put some investment into the tour but the tour said well we're still going to have the the controlling factors we're still going to have the board control jay monahan the pga tour commissioner is still going to be the the head of all of it um so that's that's what it sounds like on the outset now you know we'll we'll, we'll see whether any of that comes to fruition but uh so yeah. next question is where does 
where do the guys that went to live, where does their money, like what, what happens to their live contracts? And then also for the guys that didn't go to live, mm-hmm. isn't this a big slap yeah. in the face? Well, it's a slap in the face for, for a couple of things for the guys on the tour. So the PGA Tour guys, you know, they're sitting here. With their elevated purses that they've got over the last few years, mm. you know, winning a, a PGA tournament is a lot more sure. money than it was two years ago. A lot more money than it was, you know, two or three years ago. So, and, uh, now, but, there, and now there's a stipend for guys who yeah. travel and don't make the right, cut. Right. Not for everybody, I don't think, but right. but for a majority of players, there have been definite advancements in, in that front. But yeah. uh, um, so so now you know, okay, some of the let's take a guy named Xander Shoffley. Right, yeah. he's a top. 10 player in the world. He was rumored to be going to live last year. He could have got, I'm just going to throw out a number, $75 million. Mm-hmm. I, he's probably maybe would be worth a little bit more than that, but uh, you know that's a $75 million guaranteed money yeah. that you, you get when you sign these contracts. That Guys like Brooks Kepka did that. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he won a, a major recently. He signed a, a deal. I don't know how much it was worth, but he was probably over $100 million. Mm-hmm. He's going to see all of that money. So that is the interesting part of this, is the Xander Shoffley who could have got the example $75 million or the John Rahm who would have got into the 200, 300 millions of dollars. Well, because Tiger Woods and, and a couple other guys were rumored billion. of 700 million, yeah, 800 yeah. million, million right, close right. to a billion dollars. Yeah, yeah. And so these guys who are top players right now yeah. wouldn't be surprising if they no. were throwing $500 million at them. They're, they've been talking like they're, they're soon going to be seeing their money, uh, but mm-hmm. uh, I, I just I, I still think that's one of the things we don't quite know yet. Um, is is how these players that didn't go, how they're going to be, uh, mm-hmm. you know, how they're going to pick back up, I guess. And then to the players that did go, and now they're going to come back to the tour, essentially under this new partnership, accusation, merger, uh, acquisition, merger, whatever you want to call it, how are they going to get back into the game? Are they going right. to, do they have to face a fine or a suspension or something like that? So, right. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. At the end of the day, here's what, I'm going to use, I often use professional wrestling as as a way to kind of take a look at things. And this is an exact one for one because Saudi Arabia put a bunch of money into WWE to host, I think they now host two crown jewel events, which are the the Saudi Arabian shows, um, host those twice a year. WWE gets like a billion dollars to put on two shows every year. And they used to put it on the WWE Network, which is now on Peacock. I... And I don't know when the last one is. I don't know when the next one is, any of that sort of stuff. But what I do know is that every single time that WWE put on a show in Saudi Arabia, there was backlash from the fans and there was also people who still tuned in. And majority of the people still tuned in. (laughs) I know that this merger, acquisition, whatever we end up calling it, whatever comes down the road, what this is is Saudi Arabia getting in good with U.S. eyeballs, Mm -hmm. with people in the U.S. who don't have, and I mean this as politely as possible, people who don't have a moral standard for their entertainment. So people who, and that's a majority of people. I would would say 90% of people, a vast majority of people, when they watch something, they don't really care how that thing came to be, they just know, I like golf, I'm going to watch yep. golf. Yep. They don't care where the money came from. Mm-hmm. And so I am going to sit here and say what the PGA Tour did is wrong. Mm-hmm. I think it's wrong because Saudi Arabia is not a country that we want to 
be associated right. with because of all the things that they stand for. Well, and, and maybe it's, uh, you know, what, what I think I'll say to that is the money talks. And, and that's, been the, that's been the answer to all of this it, is like, how, how does the, how, what, your, where does the PGA Tour go from here if, okay, Saudi Arabia, you don't want to partner with them, mm-hmm. but they're going to continue putting these billions and billions of dollars into their live golf thing, mm-hmm. not seeing much of a return on it, but paying these players so much they're going to lose. So, I, yeah, you're right. Though. I mean, you're but, right but the, as much as, yeah, I get it. What does the PGA yeah. t- Tour do? They double down and say, we're not, yeah. we're not Saudi Arabia. Right. We're not the bad guys. Like, Yep. But now they have shaken hands with the bad guys, yep. and they've done it in a way that will get all of their players paid. They it will create a better product for for golf and all of this sort of stuff. But what it does what what it does on a grander scale is that Saudi Arabia now doesn't look as bad mm-hmm. because well they're the guys that do golf. Yeah. Well they're the guys that put on the WWE show. Yeah, they're the ones that do the Formula yep. One races. Man. I don't see why I don't see why these things are happening. And then they're able to shove under the rug all of the horrible things that they yeah. do to to well, women over there, to to all of that sort of stuff. And so the I'm pissed about this and I'm not and I'm and the people a lot of people who are in our position, a lot of sports commentators also hold that yeah. same idea oh, that they are living which I'm I am with you. I'm actually more with you when, and that's why I said right on the outset we're not in this situation unless Saudi Arabia doesn't really like golf. I mean they really sure. want to get into golf. And when you have the capital, when you have the money, you're not going to stop and it's yeah. and they're they're not going to be stopped. So it was going to, you know, Rory McIlroy and I don't have this clip, but I'll paraphrase it almost exactly what he said. He said like it or not and and he was one of the guys that did not go to live by the way. Mm-hmm. He was so loyal to the PGA Tour mm-hmm. almost and it, it's affecting him negatively, I would say yeah. at this point. Uh, but uh, yeah, he said, uh, "Like it or not, live or like it or not, Saudi Arabia is going to put their money into golf. Why not them give it to us so it's on the good side?" I, I, it's kind of paraphrasing oh, what he I said. Get, I, I get now, it. Now, out of and and this is all based on you know what we learned from the merger, which was Saudi Arabia is putting their money into the PGA Tour. They're creating a new entity, which could be what we see with Live Golf: the fifty-four mm. holes, no cuts. We can get into all that. We don't need to. We've spent a lot of time on this. I, I just absolutely hate that. That is not professional golf in my eyes, but that's a whole different argument. Um, are we going to see that? Is that this new entity for profit that Saudi Arabia is investing in into the PGA Tour? All of this we will have, hopefully, answers to in the future. But I am with you for sure. Have you heard the term sports washing? Yes, That I is have. what is going on. That's yeah. it. All right, sports washing is, uh, you know, essentially... Uh, what you're seeing right here is Saudi Arabia has this bad record of human rights. The 9-11 stuff, right? Mm-hmm. 17 yeah. of the 19 hijackers in 9-11 were from Saudi Arabia, although Saudi Arabia did not have any actual participation in it. Sure. They did not claim any responsibility or apologize for that. Now, yeah. that's total, something, you know, obviously doesn't affect you and I, but it does sure. affect a lot of people. Yeah. So, uh, and, you know, there's that whole thing with the PGA Tour going in a year ago saying, mm-hmm. hey, listen, you guys are partnering with the, the 9-11 Families Commission came out and partnered with the PGA Tour. They put up these joint statements and said, mm-hmm. you players that went to live, look at what you're doing. Uh, how could you do this and betray, you know, uh, you know, these families and all of that? And then the PGA Tour walks all this back. Then 
they end up partnering with the Saudis in the end, which yeah. made the 9-11 Families Commission just just go wild. And I'm, I'm definitely, uh, I definitely feel uh, for them. That That's rough, and that's mm-hmm. bad communication and bad PR uh, if you're the PGA Tour. So there's a lot to be very frustrated and, and, with this, but and the thing sports is, washing is, is uh, real quick, yeah. sports washing is a country that does all these atrocities, and then they want to make up with it by going into entertainment or sports mm-hmm. in this way and they're trying to go no 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 we don't have that look at look at what we're doing in formula one look what we're doing with wwe look what we're doing with it's golf. china with the olympics yep. it's it's look at our shiny things like it is it it really is and it, the thing that as someone who and we'll we'll get off this subject yeah. here pretty quick the as someone who tries to live a very strong moral life who who tries to to look at things and 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 say is this good is this bad this looks bad and no one's gonna care like it's so much money and it's such a big it's such a big thing it's such a big sport it's watched by so many people nobody's gonna care in a year Mm -hmm. and i hate that i hate that i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about golf in a year's time and I'm not going to put the asterisk. You're not going to remember yeah. that all this is, that all all this this is happened. because of Saudi right. Arabia money. Right. right. And that is more of a conversation. That's less of a conversation on sports and more of a philosophical conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, is this the kind of thing that I that I'm able to support? And it's the kind of thing that, like, well, I'm going to have to because yeah. where else am I going to get? You know, where else am I going to get talking points yep. about the PGA? I'm yep. not uh, professional golf. What am I going to do? Talk about the 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 golf pro and assistant golf pro you know leagues that are happening around the country no no one gives a damn about no, those yep. i'm so, with you i'm with you. and it's, it's, it's a, quite an interesting moral dilemma it but, sure uh, is yeah, and yeah. that's one thing that sports doesn't do great is moral mm-hmm, dilemmas mm-hmm. sport the 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 nuance just doesn't seem to be there speaking of this we'll wrap up our golf with this did yeah. you see the uh, canadian open uh was held did not. yesterday on sunday a canadian won for the first time his national open since 1954 nick taylor made mm-hmm. an eagle on the fourth playoff hole from 72 feet oh! cashed it 72 feet and then uh the post celebration so again canadian just won uh, jim nance's call when it went in glorious and free you know like the national <laughs> anthem but it. it was awesome. And then the celebration, uh, Adam Hadwin is another Canadian golfer and a friend of Nick Taylor. So he's right by the green celebrating. Mm-hmm. He's got a champagne bottle ready to go in yeah. case he won. So the putt goes at 72 feet. Chaos, Absolutely right? Crowd incredible. going nuts. Canadian crowd going nuts for the Canadian golfer. Adam Hadwin, another Canadian golfer, goes running out on the green, gets blitzed by a security guard. Just, just man, the guy Whoa. Ray Lewis, him. Ray Lewis, him tackled him to the ground. <laughs> Meanwhile, the the two, the caddy and Nick Taylor are kind of hugging after uh-huh. they just won. They're both looking at this at the same time, going, "Oh no, 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 no! That's our friend. That's our friend." <laughs> and the security guard and Adam Hadwin just share like a little like pat on the shoulder. All sure. that, like, sorry, man, I didn't know who you were he's just doing his just job saw, just saw a wild man running out with a champagne bottle so that's uh that was fun this wild <laughs> i love that i gotta show you the video and that too. not yet brought to you by saudi money but soon yeah yeah anyway soon to be <laughs> saudi back to rbc canadian open that's right well, lots more things going on in sports. The NBA Finals, uh, the Denver Nuggets are up 3-1. No real surprise there. Unless you fall under the Taylor Swift conspiracy theory, then you are very surprised. Yeah. Which, what would we talk about that last week? That yeah. was the the, uh, the whole, the cities that she plays in, yeah. they she, end up losing. Exactly, yeah. and the, she is not playing in Miami. Right, uh, right. 
Nikola Jokic became the first player in NBA history to court over 500 points, 250 rebounds, and 150 assists in a single postseason as his Denver Nuggets have a two-game lead in the NBA Finals. That is crazy. Like, the fact that Jokic doesn't get respect from some people is wild. It is mind-blowing. I, I really, I'm really, i really starting to, like, uh, well, we give him enough credit. He's, he's European. He puts up these numbers, mm-hmm. you know, ESPN talks about these numbers, mentions these numbers, highlights the fact that, you know, there, there's this guy playing for the Denver Nuggets that's mm-hmm. really, really, really freaking good. And we J.J. Don't Redick really... yells about him yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, Stephen A. always, like, pushes back on it. Uh-huh. Oh, no, come on. LeBron, Kevin Durant, all that. Yeah. But but J.J. Redick, dude, 50, 500 points, 250 rebounds, 150 assists in a single playoffs. Never been done before in NBA history. Uh, watch Gilbert Arenas. He he talked about how mm-hmm. he's the best player he's ever seen. Uh, Dirk Nowitzki, obviously kind of the the first great sure. European player, yeah. um, sort of said the same uh, similar amount of things. I mean, this guy can do everything. There was a video of Lil Wayne, uh, the, the rapper Lil Wayne. <laughs> He's walking. He was at the Miami game, Miami and and uh, Denver game in Miami. He's walking off the court and he's talking to Jalen Rose, one of the uh, mm-hmm. ESPN guys. And all Lil Wayne, you can't hear because it's just a phone conversation of them right next to each other. And Lil Wayne goes, "Dude, I ain't ever seen anything like this in my like." He's wow. just it, it's. It, I don't even know if we're talking about Jokic in the accurate light because I, I just think he's he's doing something that none of us in basketball have really seen before, mm-hmm. and I don't know if people really know how to react to it yet. Maybe you just need a couple of years. Maybe maybe he needs to continue doing this. They're going to win the final. Yeah. I mean, they're up 3-1. to one. They've got a home game tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can clinch it, uh, could win in five. If not, they'll probably win the next game in Miami um, or, or take another game seven at home. <laughs> I'd be shocked if they don't. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, how many more does he win? What kind of more seasons? as he put along, then maybe we can start to appreciate it. But I, I just, I don't know. The man. way, listen, the way that people disrespect Tim Duncan is the same way that Nikola Jokic is getting yeah. disrespected because he's not this freak of nature athlete. He, I mean, yeah, he's seven, he, what, he's seven feet tall. He's, yeah. I mean, he's, he's monster wingspan. Like, he's just not flashy, but he puts up all the numbers. He does everything that you want him to do. He's a he's a great team leader. He does everything. He he is today's Tim Duncan. And the fact that people aren't going to put the respect on his name and probably never will until we have uh, until we have like robots saying these are the best players in NBA history. Tim Duncan and Nikola Jokic. Yeah. Like that's what's going to happen. We need some we need something that doesn't have eyes to tell us this is what actually yeah. was the best yeah. in the NBA. Yeah. But. Um, you know, I don't, while I don't disagree, yeah, he's the Tim Duncan. Maybe it's those labels that we should, like, you know, no, he's the, he's the Nikola Jokic of the NBA. You know, sure. like, like, just going back to that, I'm not disagreeing, but no, I'm just no, saying, no. I'm just saying, like, I wonder, yeah, I wonder if those comparisons kind of hurt uh, players like this. You know, I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I'm, sure <laughs> he'll cry. I'm sure he'll cry into his bank account about yeah. it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> For sure, and I just love that the guy is so um, so carefree, just yeah. about just about life and the game mm-hmm. of basketball in general. It's 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 just refreshing to see. Yeah, uh, you know, so I, I love Nikola Jokic, big fan. Yep. Okay, now we got to talk about we got to talk about this baby Gronk oh, stuff. We got to talk about it because uh, uh, Nebraska, proud Nebraskan, will did Nebraska Compton. offer him? No. Oh, oh, okay. no. I, I thought you meant no. <laughs> Nebraska sent the offer not. to baby Gronk out there. Okay, it, that would be the least Matt Rule thing I have ever heard. <laughs> if he, we should fire Matt Rule now. Oh, <laughs> if, gosh. He ever did that. if Matt Rule offers, okay. 
I'm going to put it out here right now. If Matt Rule offers Baby Gronk a, a, a full ride scholarship, because he can't offer him anything until he's in seventh grade. Right. If he offers this kid a scholarship in seventh grade, mm-hmm. I will lose my freaking mind, yeah, and I will end the Matt Rule era my freaking self. I'm, I'm kind of with you there, too. Yeah. Ugh. So we should tell people a little bit about what this is. This is Baby Gronk, right? He's a 10-year-old from New Jersey. Is uh, that right? I think it's I New believe, Jersey. Yeah, it's I believe the Northeast. Yeah, and, Matt, uh, his, name, his real name is Madden San Miguel. And the heck of a name, by the way. Madden. Madden. Come on I mean, now. Come on. Makes me even. Oh, listen. Okay. <laughs> so, Baby Gronk's dad yeah. did an interview with the Athletic. Or, yeah, with the Athletic. And it was posted by the New York Times. The Athletic tweeted it out and all this sort of stuff. And in the interview, he talks a lot. Well, here, here's what I'll do. He has gotten into a feud. His, baby Gronk's dad has gotten into a feud with Will Compton. Yeah, that, yeah. that is that's what, what the, that's what I was up teasing story. up. And this is the video that he put out to come back at Will, who has really just like put this guy through the washer. Like yeah. this guy is he he is just run him and like it, crazy. And it's a guy too who just wants his son to get this notoriety and publicity. Wants his right? kid to like go that, at the end of the day, that's what this is about. So we'll we'll yeah. we'll, yeah. we'll discuss. We'll get, okay, we'll get into it. So this is uh, it's a little bit of a long clip, but stay with me on this. It's not about sports. It's not about football. It does not last forever. You do content. You get paid off the internet. That's all we're doing. It's a new day. It's a new generation. Do you see how all these kids are nowadays? on their iPads, on their phones all day, be a kid. He is a kid, but at the same time, he does a little workout. We're not outside no more because we can't trust nobody no more. So the kids aren't just running around outside and playing. It's not the old days. So we do a workout. Okay, cool. He eats healthy. He doesn't eat the processed foods or the foods that can give you cancer. Um, That's pretty smart, I would think. He eats good, but he he does eat burgers and everything else and pizza. You just don't see how we live. How can you judge somebody off the internet? That's how you get paid, though. I get it. You got to get whatever's hot, the topics. You got to talk about people. That's how you get paid, Will. I don't do that. All I do is push my son and help him go all out for what he has a dream for. He has a dream to play in the NFL, not me. But I know the NFL is hard to make. It's impossible. So all I'm doing is building a platform for him, and whatever he does, hey, guess what? I'm going to help him. I'm going to push him. He'll be sad. That's all I'm doing, Will. So that was Baby Gronk's dad reaching out to Will Compton after Will Compton shared DMs of Baby Gronk's dad saying, hey, we should get Baby Gronk on bussing with the boys, and then him going off on it. Mm -hmm. And and. What Will Compton did is showcase the DMs, and then a bunch of other creators and content creators came out and showed that Baby Gronk's dad was doing He's the— also trying to get on other shows, on other too. Yeah. And the thing is— He's trying to get on this show, too. I didn't show you the DM. He was trying oh to get on size and the stash. He's trying to get on size and the Goodness See, We should take that, though. I mean, you know? listen. <laughs> Come on. That'd be a good interview. <laughs> that would be— It would be— <laughs> Something. Hey, listen, Gro- baby Gronk's dad. If you uh, want to get to Will Compton, you have to go through us. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> but at the end of the day, the what 
his dad said in that is very reminiscent of what he said in the interview uh, with The Athletic, is that he is a he's a marketing guy who knows a bunch of people in the Dallas area, including NFL stars and college football coaches, because of the gym that he wor- that he goes to. And that he's not doing this to really get his son to college. He's doing this to build a nest egg, you know, try, trying to build. He says that every single dollar that his kid makes goes into a savings account that his kid will get oh, when he when he turns 18. Beautiful. That's what he says. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he also says that he all but and that's great. Like as a father, I want to do something like that for my kid where he screws up in the interview and where he screwed up there in a bit is he talk he also talks about how he he is letting his kid be a kid and that he is doing these things for social media social media is not real life right that that his kid is still able to be a kid and whatnot where he screws up is he starts talking about himself so in the interview he talks about how you know, I'm 36. My life has passed me by. And so, you know, I, I, I had a, I had a chance to go pro. I couldn't do, I tore my ACL. I couldn't do it. And I I was a music producer, but you know, I, I just, it just didn't work out for me. I work in it now, but now I'm doing this for my kid. My, my, I want what my kid wants. Right. And that's a hunk of garbage considering you named your kid Madden. Madden. <laughs> you named your kid Madden. He has another kid. Uh, let me guess. Um, I don't know what her name is. Oh, okay. But he yeah. doesn't do jack shit for her. <laughs> oh, no. yeah. He, does, he, he yeah. absolutely is living vicariously through his yeah. 10-year-old son. And also, he lies on social media and he admitted it in The Athletic. So all of these going on campus tours that he does. Sure. He's just taking, he just signs his kid up for the little kid camp. Yeah. And everyone gets a photo with Nick Saban at the Alabama yeah. camp. I saw one, he, the recent one he put on was him in Louisville, uh, uh-huh. Louisville Cardinal, their, their football uniform. Yep. Yeah. He probably went to the Louisville, you know, camp or whatever, yeah. or got a hold of a jersey and, yeah. you know, just took a couple photos. And I'm sure Louisville, I'm sure at this point now, Louisville sees, oh, this kid has a bit of a following. Yeah. We'll go a cu- we'll go extra steps yeah. for him. Like I get that. It's marketing. It's it's it is what it is. But the idea that he isn't forcing his kid to do extra yeah. workouts, or the fact, it's- or the idea that he isn't putting his kid on a, a stricter diet to, to to try and get him to this level of fame that he couldn't reach himself is garbage. Yeah. This guy, while I don't think his intentions are awful, mm-hmm. there is a part that is. Yeah. And I don't buy that he's just doing this for his kid. Yeah. I think this is for him. For It was for him first. And then it just so happened his kid having to yep. make it happen. As he well. wants to clout. He wants to clout. Everybody yeah. wants to clout. I mean, you know, um, the, the first thing I thought of when I saw this, and this was before when it came out, and then even then later when this topic was trending, and that's Todd Marinovich. Do you know the Todd Marinovich story very well? No. So Todd Marinovich was a, uh, this is from the 80s. True story. Uh, mm-hmm. Todd Marinovich was a quarterback, great quarterback in uh, Southern California. And uh, his dad 
which I don't remember his name. Um, his dad, Mr. Wanted, Marinovich, Mr. Marinovich <laughs> wanted to uh, wanted to make his son a star quarterback and was going to do anything and everything to make his son the next great NFL quarterback. And again, this is in the '80s, so you know he's going through high school, missing out on high school parties, mm-hmm. missing out on proms, missing out on hanging out with friends on a weekend night, you know, to eat right or watch film or prepare. So he does that throughout high school. He's really good uh, at football, as you can imagine. Gets a scholarship to USC, plays really good football at USC for a few years, is in the conversation of Heisman Trophy uh, in the early 90s. Um, obviously doesn't end up winning it. Still has a good college career. Goes to the NFL, to the Oakland Raiders. Plays there for only a couple of years before everything comes crashing and burning. And I think Todd Marinovich, the obviously the, the kid uh, who grew up kind of being groomed to be a football mm-hmm. player, missed out on all these experiences of being a kid. You know, just hanging out with friends on a weekend night, doing dumb stuff with your friend, doing, uh, you know, drinking a liter of pop like overnight, something like that. You know what I mean? Simple as that. Yeah. Uh, Robbed him of that. And, you know, in this ESPN 30 for 30 documentary, a lot of it, it highlights the downfall of Todd Marinovich. And in the, you know, he he had drug problems in the in the 90s and 2000s. And because the moment um, he got free, he went and tried everything that he wasn't able to try. Right, Right. So. That's what that reminded me of, uh, mm-hmm. this whole baby Gronk stuff. And, uh, yeah, I feel like people should continue to call it out because uh, you, this is, this is, you don't want to do this to, yeah. to kids. Like, I mean, come on. Uh, I, and and maybe been... Madden, hey, Madden, I, I bet if he does love football and wants to pursue it and, and that's his own, you know, gosh, that's so cool. Like, that's yeah. awesome. And he should do that. Um, and he's, hey, he's already got that good marketing tool behind him. But uh, I don't know. Maybe just listen to your kid. I, if I had mm-hmm. some advice to, to the dad here, <laughs> just like listen to him over the next few like like mm-hmm. i guess continue doing what you're doing if you think it's all fine and and maybe the kid but i i don't know i i think that the i think what i'll turn to and and we we've spent a lot of time on two topics yeah, today. Yeah. this is unlike a normal podcast for us but i i like where we're at yeah. right now one thing that i'm going to turn to is do you remember the duggar family yeah yeah the, the 20 kids, 20 right? kids yeah, and yeah, counting yeah. or whatever i think it ended up being like 22 kids and counting I think they're uh, working on 23. They might be. Just well, they're look. they're currently trying to keep one of their kids out of jail. Yeah, that's right. There's that too. <laughs> so there's yeah. that. Uh, whenever whenever a TV show is is surrounded with kids or they're making kids famous, whether that's Disney, whether that's uh that's the Duggar family, these YouTube families that put their kids front and center, what we have seen in interviews down the road is that these kids hated it and Mm -hmm. these kids resent it and these kids end up really resenting their parents for these sort of things that they were put through and so no matter how much he claims that this is for his kid he's not listening to to the many the many many times where kids have come come out and say no i hated the way that yeah, i grew up yeah. i mean there's and a whole so, yeah famous kids and and all of that i mean there's a whole uh, absolutely. whole thing to that too so so yeah. i listen i i hope that madden yeah. baby gronk i hope that he succeeds and does whatever he wants to do whatever that is i hope he does it i hope his dad um Shuts his mouth. Yep. That's, That's a good way to put, we'll put it. We'll put it at that. Yeah, yeah. Hope his dad shuts his mouth and lets his kid do the Has thing. Has Gronk commented on this? Does Gronk care that they're using his Ooh. name in a, you know, like good what question. would Rob Gronkowski say about this? I'm like, going to do a quick Google. Yeah. 
but sport fact check is baby gronk related to rob gronkowski no. oh yeah, yeah. Stop well, it. we knew that we knew that yeah uh uh interview with baby gronk's dad footballscoop.com did an interview yeah. with baby gronk's dad yeah, I'm not seeing. Well, maybe he, he Gronk will have his has, day. Yeah, maybe. I, 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 <laughs> come out and go. Yeah, listen. Doesn't Gronk have a YouTube channel? I think I he could grow some, yeah. could use some clout with uh, baby Gronk. Sure. Or send that DM there, Dad. Sure. Yep. Goodness. Uh, well, there was some Zion baby mama <laughs> drama. Uh, I just added this to the rundown. I didn't know if there was much here. I just want to mention. <laughs> yeah. I just want to mention it that. I don't understand. There, there is there are people in the world that I I will just go out and say it. Zion's not baby mama, but side piece. Yeah. tweeted that she knows what it's like being a basketball player's girlfriend. I know there will be other women. I just don't want you to get them pregnant. Mm-hmm. That is a wild statement. That is a wild, unbelievable way to live your life. Yep. And the fact that there are so many people in the NBA and all of them have found a woman like, not all of them, a lot of them have found women like this is yeah. an absurd statement. That's yeah. all I got. Yeah, that's right. No, you're right. I have nothing to add. Have nothing to add. Other than Zion, probably, I don't know. Is it like one of those, he needs to just grow up a little bit. Is that is that what this is? Or, or I don't know. I, I mean, Zion The guy is... can like what he, you know, like, have interest in what he interests, obviously outside of the basketball court, <laughs> sure. but and, and the women that he likes to, to, to date or be with. But uh-huh. um, I just, uh, yeah, he, it seems like he could do some... Uh, Better, I don't know what he better product selection. That's here. what it is. He needs to find women without Twitter accounts. Yeah, is what so. he needs. You know, he so. went with an OnlyFans act or yeah. OnlyFans person. Yeah. Every OnlyFans person has a Twitter, and they're very active on it. I've heard. Right. Right. <laughs> Cannot confirm. Is Zion still twenty one? Right? He's like twenty one, twenty two. Uh, I mean, yeah, he's like twenty one, twenty two. Yeah, it's young kid. It's young, young, young kid. Guy. I was getting married when I was twenty. When I was twenty two, I got married. Um, I did not have a girlfriend and a baby mama at the time. That's true. So. That's true. It's a good point. I do now that. Well, <laughs> I do. one of the two. I have, yeah. <laughs> I have a wife and a baby mama, and they're the same person. Yeah, yep, yep. Check. That's it. All right, we're going to move to the Husker Roundup. We move the Husker Roundup back yeah. because, you know, there's not a whole lot going on. But what is going on is Axelina Johansson. Shot in the put. That's right, baby. Is uh, that what they say for uh, put the shot. shot? Put the shot. Put, put the, the, the shot. shot. That's, right. <laughs> That's not what they say. But anyway. Uh, Axelina Johansson uh, winning the shot put and Rima Otaber. Otaber. Sure. sure. Uh, she threw the javelin. Uh, national champions, their uh, fourth place finish for Maddie Harris in the javelin. Big stuff there. Uh, how did uh, the men's team do? Uh, men's team, I think they finished 17th. Uh, yep. Their best finish since 2016, too, at the Outdoor Track and Field Nationals. But, Not hey, bad. top 10 there for the women and uh, some national champions. Always nice to, to say that if you're a Nebraska sport. I do have one comment about the track and field stuff. Mm-hmm. So when I went home on Friday, back to my parents' house, they were watching the outdoor track and field national championships and their biggest complaint was that whoever was doing the sideline reporting clearly didn't give a damn about track and field because it would be things like he was interviewing the people who just ran the the 100 meter dash the winner and he goes i can't believe this is real he goes 
So how how do you feel? And and they go, yeah, I'm really tired, really exhausted, but you know, I'm really happy that you know how I how I did it. And he goes, tired. It was like 11 seconds. That doesn't that doesn't really count. I need to find this audio because some of them are bad. You know? Dude, yeah. you just ran 11 seconds. What do you mean you're what tired? What do you mean you're tired? <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. So, uh, parent, my parents had a big complaint about that. Yeah. So, Nebraska football. News there, they are adding a legacy player. Yeah, yeah. Uh, legacy players saw this uh, over the weekend. So Camden Cook uh, committed to Nebraska. He's a punter. His dad is a former Baltimore Raven. Sam Cook, probably one of the greatest punters in NFL history mm-hmm. uh, coming to Nebraska. I thought this was an interesting story because, Austin, this now means that you have a uh, Four other, I guess three other uh, sort of legacy uh, commits to the Huskers, meaning that their dads played here. So uh, okay. you have uh, Keelan Smith, his dad Neil Smith played for Nebraska in the '90s. Keelan uh, committed a few weeks, or few, I think last week, and then uh, Mario Buford committed over the weekend. His brother Marcus Buford uh, used to play for mm. Nebraska, and then Ian Flint, his dad Darren Flint, uh, played track, was on the track and field team fantastic athlete back in the 1980s but you have uh, Ian Flint also committing to Nebraska as a tight end and I don't, I don't I think this is cool I love it yeah. uh, maybe it's like part of a, a Matt Rule thing that you know he wants to to put an emphasis on this not saying that you have to get four or five guys whose dads played here before every class but um you know heck if they're out there uh, might as well we'll try and grab them so yeah. i don't know it's just something that i just thought was interesting it's a nice uh, little last it's a nice little nostalgia piece and uh, i'm never going to be upset about getting the nostalgia drug pumped into me right, right. and finally will bolt he's got some staff moving around uh who who left? Who's in? Yeah. What do we know? So they got Jeff Christie, uh, that he is gone. Um, he was bye bye uh, Jeff. Yep, he was the pitchers and catchers coach. Uh, played at Nebraska with Will Bolt uh, back in the day, and uh, I think was a uh, assistant coach at Texas A and M uh, before he came here to Nebraska. But they fired him, or uh, be mutually parted ways. However, that worked out. Either way, they are uh, replacing him with Rob Childress, who was a non-paid assistant on Nebraska last year. But Rob Childress is a former Texas A and M head coach. Took them to the College World Series. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. A, hold on. Time, time out, time out, time out. Yeah, time. yeah. He was an unpaid assistant last yeah. year after like a, taking a team to the College yeah. World Series well, as he a was head fired, coach. He was fired from that Texas A&M job. This is probably two years ago. Uh, uh-huh. He was fired from A&M and then uh, was not an and, – and, you know, it maybe could be paid. He's not an official assistant coach. With the, he was not an official assistant uh-huh. coach. Similarly to um, you have, like, analysts in, in football where uh-huh. those analysts are not – part of the I think they're paid but they're not part of the staff that uh-huh. makes any sense so sure. he wasn't Rob Childress was what not in he, the dugout during games what th- did he do to fall from grace to get unpaid he got fired maybe yeah. he, I shouldn't have said unpaid I, I don't know if he's unpaid well, I just well, know he's, sure, not, sure, 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 he's sure. not an official assistant yeah, that um, makes sense I think I think Will Bolt had his staff of uh was he had Jeff Christie he had another one too I don't have the name but uh mm-hmm. so he had two and then uh they're hiring another one which we'll talk about in a second yeah. but um yeah and, and when Rob Childress got let go maybe Will Bolt said hey we want to keep this guy around in the program obviously really good coach uh led a team to a college world series uh you know get him in the program somehow, and then that's how he ended up at Nebraska. I mean, but I don't know why he was fired at Texas A&M. I cannot answer that. Uh, while you talk about the next guy, yeah. I will do a little Google yeah. just to see. And then the next guy uh, they hired is Mike Sirianni uh, from Wichita State, and uh, the, he is 
regarded as one of the best recruiters in the game, uh, according to publications and what people say about him. So two new guys uh, with the Nebraska assistant coaching staff, Rob Childress and uh, Mike Sirianni uh, with Will Bolt there. And uh, they've got a big season in front of them, Austin, I would say, uh, next year. It's kind of put up or shut up for Will Bolt. Um, they're going to be losing some players, but they got to figure something out because uh, you know we don't got to got to be contending for Big Ten titles. I think mm-hmm. that's the the bare minimum at this point. Uh, when you contend for Big Ten titles, then you're in the NCAA tournament. Uh, Nebraska got close. They got made it to the semifinals this year of the Big Ten tournament. Didn't make the NCAA tournament, so uh, I think I think that's got to be at the forefront. Got to see some postseason success. I would say so. Here's what I found out about. Uh, uh, Rob Childress uh, from Gigum twenty four seven. Gigum, I hate that. So Gigum Aggies. Yeah. Oh, hate it. After sixteen years at the helm of the Texas A and M baseball program, Rob Childress's time in Aggieland has come to an end. Basically, his contract ran out, and they said, "We don't really want you back." Yep. There was really nothing else. There wasn't like a scandal. Yep. There wasn't, which is weird for someone to have that much success. I mean, I guess Texas A and M hasn't been in it. Mm-mm. The last or his last few years, so that makes sense. It was just a, a yeah, change, maybe the change maybe the, of voice. Yeah, and you know he had been good news since sixteen years. The last few years probably don't see the success, so he gets let go there, and or or they mutually part ways. And then I know he ended up at Nebraska at some point right after he was mm-hmm. let go, and um, it was not a, an actual uh, in the dugout assistant coach, but now it turns out he's going to be that. So uh, there you go. We'll see how that works out for them. Yes, we will. Our final segment is going to be a combination of the For You Finds and our Mount Rushmore because I found on my For You page the Billboard 100 Best Disney-verse songs. So this includes, like, roller coaster rides. It includes Disney Channel TV shows. It includes movies, all that sort of stuff. And I have some problems with this list because it leaves out so many great songs, yeah. and it includes songs that are garbage. Okay. Do you want to go through, like, the top? Here, here, or tell me what this Billboard article had so, in it. So, so the Billboard article, first and foremost, it it, it had 100 points, and each, each song had a, this is why it's great, this is the emotional thing that is tied with it, all that sort the of stuff. Research the research was done. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Let me give you the, the top ten. The yeah. top ten for the Billboard 100 best Disney songs of all time. Breaking Free from High School Musical. The the big song at the see, end. See, because when I think a high school musical, I yeah. think of a Disney movie. No, I don't. That's not what I think of. Like I didn't I didn't know you could count that. I, yeah. I thought Disney movies were like, you know, the cartoons, the No, uh, you but got, no, it's including that's a, that's all a Disney of it. song. It huh? is a Disney okay. song. It counts. Uh, Soarin' Flying, something like that. Yeah. You, I, you I, may I, hear that later. <laughs> okay, go uh, on. Number nine, A Spoonful of Sugar by Mary Poppins. Okay, I could see that. I, I mean, I didn't know just... Mary Poppins was a Disney movie until right now. I did not know. I thought it was. But, yep. okay. So, that's number nine. The Climb from the Hannah Montana, the movie. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Unbelievably number good song, eight? very good song, but yeah, number I eight. I, I, see, yeah, I, I. on. 
freaking believable. Number seven, the Mickey Mouse March from the Mickey Mouse Club in 1955. So that's just the who's the leader of the club that's made for you and me. That's M-I-C-K-E-Y-M-O. That's it? That's, that's all it. that one is? That's, oh my goodness. That's the seventh best song? You're telling me that, you, that they only got... You're telling me that the Goofy Movie songs, Eye to Eye and Stand Out, aren't better than that? Get out of here. Yeah, I agree. Okay? I agree. <laughs> Number six, A Whole New World. Okay. From Aladdin. Sure. Honestly, probably could have gone higher. James Ingram, Patty Austin, mm-hmm. right? I think yep, did the... Yep, uh, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, there you go. They did the... The, the radio, radio version. version. Right, right. Which I always thought that the radio versions were worse than the... Like, I, I never liked the radio versions, personally. <laughs> Number five, When You Wish Upon a Star from Pinocchio in 1940. Again. That's a legacy pick right there. It's I mean, a legacy on, pick, but who? <laughs> like... Just because it's a legacy pick doesn't no, mean it right. deserves to be you're number totally right. freaking five. That's not on your playlist, I'm guessing. Absolutely on your drive home. not. Yeah. <laughs> number four from Beauty and the Beast. Be our guest. I see. I don't know that one. <laughs> it's the only one I haven't known yet. <laughs> you son of a gun! <laughs> I don't know that one. I, I have not. Seen, I don't even think I've seen Beauty and the Beast. And it's number four. <laughs> I think that one's well placed. Yeah. I, I'm okay. fine with that one. Number three, I want to shoot myself. It's a small world after all from the ride. Yeah. It's a small world. It's a small world after all. It was, I thought there's never on a movie, right? Was that, that's just it on a, a roller coaster. I think, yeah, it's just the iconic ride. Unless it was in some movie in the 40s it that was, maybe was nope. like, uh, you know, one of those that was canceled by Disney because it was, it was so... You know, so <laughs> raunchy back in the day, and that they just had to eliminate it. Like, yeah, this would never happen. No, we never this, did this. This but, yeah. one, it was the it was put in because this this whole roller coaster that's not the attraction yeah. was put in for the 1964 World's Fair, and it's been running ever since. I once got. I I didn't like get stuck on the ride for like a long time, but I did get stuck for like two minutes, <laughs> and it. Was the worst two minutes yeah. of my freaking yeah. life. I can imagine. Number two from Frozen, Let It Go. No problems with that one. That one's accurately ranked. I, I think. I mean, I would I, say that one's pretty accurate. It's, it's a top ten. Yeah. I don't know if it's top two. I mean, I'll give that one to it, them. I get it. It was a major hit. <laughs> yeah. Number one. Any guesses on number one? By Adele Dazeem. You remember the whole John Travolta thing at the Oscars? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Introducing. Yes. Uh, I think she, he was giving out the winner for best original song. Uh-huh. Adina Menzel, I think is her actual yep. name, who wrote that song. Uh, he goes, the winner of the Oscar is Adele Dazeem. And it's just <laughs> like, no, no, no. That's Try not it. again. That's, not it. That's, that's what I thought of when I thought of it. So, Any guesses yeah. for number one? Any guesses um, from a, from what movie it is? It's, it's from gotta a movie. Be a, it's got to be Circle of Life by The Lion King, right? It is not. Part of your world no. from The Little Mermaid. Okay. Uh, Circle of Life, not in the top ten. That's a joke. It is a joke. Yeah. Akuna Matata, not or, in or the top that. ten. Yeah, yeah. One of a Lion King song yeah. in the top ten. That's a, that's a joke. Part of your world is. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, something can be part of. Yeah, this. yeah. Yep. That one. All right. All right. I don't think that's the best song in the Little Mermaid. 
and the fact that it's number one is wild. Okay, so we are going to. What's the one? Isn't there a one with the crab? Doesn't he do like a song and dance? Under the sea. Yeah, that's it. That's the best song, Under right? The sea. Yeah, there you go. There that's you go. a great one. I mean, is that, is that what you were thinking? It's not of? what oh, I was thinking okay. of. Just okay. you wait, brother. All right. So all right. we have our Mount Rushmore of Disney songs. Uh, Parker, do you want to well, lead us off? Yeah, sure. I, I'm worried that we're going to have some crossover, um, but we'll see. We'll yeah. see. Like, like. Uh, so, all right, I'm ready to go. Let's... Do you, wait, hold on, hold on. I do have a couple honorable mentions. Do right. you, should, should we do honorable mentions first? I think first? we should save that for the, for the finale. Okay. I think that should be our last thing. So okay. uh, we are essentially creating our Mount Rushmore of yeah. Disney songs and debuting that at this moment. Yes. So I'll start with my George Washington, my, my number one, the one mm-hmm. On the far left side of Mount Rushmore, um, this—I uh, already teased it just a little bit ago—but this would be uh, what I would say if the, if a Mount Rushmore of Disney songs does not have this one on it, it is not an accurate one. So go ahead. <laughs> That's to me number one right here. It's so good. I don't know what they're saying, but that makes it even better. Yeah. It makes it even better. And then when the uh, the uh, the actual words are coming here. So yeah, I didn't know how long to make these. We we, we I, think I don't know what yeah I don't know what I don't know what's it, so. legal. Circle I don't know where, where yeah, copyright yeah. comes into play. Circle of life. Circle for of me life. Is number, one. It, number one is a fantastic number one choice. Yeah. I I think it's really great. I loved The Lion King as a kid. I don't love it as much now. It was it was one of the VHSs that my parents claimed I wore out. Mm-hmm. But I like I'll watch it now. And I'm like, eh, eh, it's yeah. fine. Um, yeah, I disagree. I could still yeah. watch it today. Could still watch it today. Yeah. It's one of the uh, yeah, it, it, and it the way it pulls from like. You know, Shakespeare story like Hamlet isn't essentially like the story of Hamlet. There, isn't it, that the, it pulls from yeah. Fr- yeah, it pulls from that as, yeah. as well. You know, so that yeah, I, hey, I get it. Cultural phenomenon. Uh, my number one spot is from The Little Mermaid. Okay, and, and this is not this is the one that you okay. This go is ahead. the one. This is the one. Are go you ahead. ready? It's it's just a man. Come on, you poor unfortunate soul. <laughs> Ursula, make your choice. Ursula, she's mean. She is. She is so mean. She's evil. And oh my gosh, just it's such a great song. Can I hear some more of this? If you want to cross a bridge, my sweet, you've got to pay the toll. Take a gulp and take a breath and go ahead and sign the scroll. Got some checks and now I've got her, boys. The boss is on a Just phenomenal, mm-hmm. man. It's so good. Donna's looking in here like, what the hell is going She's on? She's like, what are you guys yelling at? <laughs> yeah. No, we're not yelling. We're just singing. Okay. Uh, okay. So Poor Unfortunate Souls is, is my number one. I don't even remember that one from the Oh, but, you're yeah. hurting my heart. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> Uh, to be honest, I'll, I know what I have for number two, except I can't remember. I didn't write it down, but I know that this is my second one. So here, here we go. Here's Thomas Jefferson. The great song. Yeah. Great choice. Let's get down to so this is uh, uh-huh. Make a Man Out of You um, from the Mulan movie. Yep. Um, I don't remember the character that sung this, but I know he was training Mulan, right? Yeah. So. Yes, 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 yes. Great choice. I mean, Donny Osmond uh, did the vocals. Yeah. Um, I watched a guy do karaoke to this song in a bar one time. 
I'm sure top it, two karaoke performances I've ever seen. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. This is a good one. I one time DJed a wedding and I played Zero to Hero from Hercules <laughs> and people went freaking nuts. Thought dude. about that one. I thought uh, about. That I one. thought that's yeah. listen. I that was Zero to Hero made it on my honorable mentions list. I don't have the 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 songs to go with my mm-hmm. honorable mention, so I'm gonna throw um, mine yeah. out right now. Sure. And so. Zero to Hero from Hercules. Uh, never had a friend like me, or had a friend like me. Friend like me. That's I, I keep shortening it. Sure. From Aladdin, the yeah. the genie song yeah, with yeah, Robin yeah. Williams. And finally, Call Me, Beep Me by Kim Possible, or the Kim Possible thing. Call me, beep me, if, if you, you want to reach, reach me. me. Yeah, That's the, it. See, okay. Yeah. It was an honorable mention. Yeah. It didn't make the top, it didn't make top four. But now for my number two comes from... What is my favorite Disney movie all right. of all time? It's The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh. Yeah. All my life I wonder how it I remember this. Yeah. It's so good. It's just gorgeous, man. Yeah. Now, it's The Hunchback of Notre Dame. You know yes. that, right? Not, not Notre Dame. Not Notre back Dame. in Notre Dame. Uh, I tell you what, Notre Dame is where they play football. Notre Dame is where the hunchback <laughs> yeah, rings right. the bells, baby. Yeah. Yeah, that is a good one. Haven't seen that one in a while, too. So It's yeah. it's one that I, I... My son isn't old enough to have, like, screen time. We, mm-hmm. we don't put him in front of a TV uh, or anything like that, but... There are many times where I will like put up a barrier so he can't see the TV, and I'll put Hunchback of Notre Dame on so that we can jam out yeah, and all yeah, that yeah, sort yeah. of stuff. There you go. Love it, love it. All right, number three, Parker Siza. Number three, how could we have a uh, Disney best Mount Rushmore um, of songs without Phil Collins? You're so right. This is from the Brother Bear movie. Oh, it's not the Tarzan. Nope. Whoa. Nope, not even Tarzan. This is, I think, the best Phil Collins Disney song that he's got. So, this is called On My Way. Again, yeah. from the Brother Bear movie, Joaquin Phoenix. I know it's a great that, but... movie. Uh, often forgotten. Yep. Dude. This is my Abe Lincoln, you know? Yeah, this is the Abe Lincoln. Makes on sense. My Makes sense. So, and, you know, what Tarzan, they have. Uh, trying to think of the Tarzan one. You'll uh, be in my heart. Yeah, you'll be in my the, heart. Is the big one. That's a great one. Um, I just, on my way, man. How can you not be in a bad mood once you listen to this song? Absolutely. So, it's yeah. just so good. There you great, go. Great poll, man. I Not one that, uh, like, it didn't even pop up in mm. my mind, but that is such a good song. Great choice. Mm. My number three yes. is one that has already been talked about. Okay. It is number 10 on Billboard's list. It's Breaking Free from Uh, High School Musical. Zac Efron, Vanessa Hudgens. Yeah. I mean, come on. That's right. It's a good one. It's a good one. And it hit like... I was in sixth grade when High School Musical came out, which is the perfect time to like really get into High School Musical. And so I remember I had a paper route, okay? I had a paper route, and I had an MP3 player, and I would play the High School Musical soundtrack on the yeah. MP3 player almost daily nice. because I like it was just it, those were the songs that I I absolutely loved, and so 
I mean, it's I, it deserves a spot for me in yeah. my Mount Rushmore. There you go. If I if I were to pick one, I remember the get your get your head in the game. That, you gotta get, get you know get, that get, doesn't that, surprise me that would've, in the slightest. That would have been mine. That would have been mine. Shocker. The one. sports one <laughs> it, for the for for Parker Siza. I'm shocked. I would have never yeah. guessed. Yeah. Uh, I I remember not. Because my sisters were so into High School Musical, I think mm-hmm. I just got pushed away from it when it was on. So sure. I was never like the, oh, this is the greatest thing ever. I remember watching it. It was like, oh, yeah, cool. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't it know. It was right but, as, like, sixth grade was right when I really started to fall in love with, like, theater. Yeah. And so, because I would go on, like, when I was in high school, I did theater. I did, I, I was in one acts. I ended up being in musicals and all that sort of stuff. Sixth grade was really when that, like, love kicked in and love for musicals kicked in. So like it just little Austin was all about it, all in on it, <laughs> love it, love it. All, all right. right, number four. Yeah, my number four. Uh, let's go to uh, the Hawaiian Islands for this one. Great, yes, yes. Lilo and Stitch. Uh, this is the opening song, right? Like yep. right when the movie starts. Hawaiian this place. roller coaster ride. That's right. There's a movie too that makes me cry. That if I watched it today, it'd probably be Lilo and Stitch. I think. Really? I think that movie would make me cry if I watched it again. Because when I was getting the audio from the song, it was the the clip of the the movie, and I, I uh-huh. hadn't seen Lilo and Stitch in forever. Sure, yeah. Right, but it starts out. You know, you get the t- the the sister and then the little girl, the yeah. Lilo, who the yeah. movie's about, right? So anyway, they're just like swimming out on the, and then you got Stitch on the surfboard, and then I think the boyfriend, right? The yep. sister's boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, I was. Just it's like, oh man, if I if I had to watch this movie again, just knowing how it, you know, the plot of all of it and how it, you know, the the backstory behind it, ah, it just made me cry. So, I, yeah, dude, I, I get it. I get it. it. Uh, but, great, uh, great choice. That yeah. that was that was in my range of thinking. I was like, man, it's Hawaiian roller coaster ride. Another one that I like have in my playlist all the time. So just to recap, mine was mm-hmm. the Circle of Life, um, uh, make a man out of you, mm-hmm. and then. Was my third one. Um, third one was uh, um, oh goodness, folks, we just uh, from Little about Bear. It. Yeah, or yeah. Not little on bear, my way, uh, uh, Big Bear, Brother Bear, Brother Bear, <laughs> Big Bear, <laughs> Big Bear, Little bear, Brother Bear. Uh, yeah, and then so the Phil Collins, uh, the Donny Osmond, the yeah. uh, Circle of Life, and then mm. uh, that one right there, yeah. which was Lilo and Stitch. So, great, great Mount Rushmore. Yeah, I'll great take it. Mount Rushmore. I'll take it. Very different from mine. My number four is from Hercules, and it's yeah. and it is. It's the inspirational How far? Somehow I'll be strong. Yeah, you could sing. You know, we could have just had you sing all the Disney songs. <laughs> like Austin, here's my number three. All right, go all right, ahead. Go, go ahead, ahead, go for it. That's a good I, one, though. I like, like I don't know. I was very I romanticized like as a, like movies when I was a kid. I like I romanticized the plots and I always put mm-hmm. myself in it into those shoes. And then like when. When life was happening, I would be like, well, this is like Hercules, and he, yeah. I can go the distance, I can do it, you know, all that sort of stuff. And so this was one of those songs that, like, it it truly was like a it, – it's a big thing about hope and, and yeah. going for it and, you know, working hard. It doesn't matter how, how hard it gets. You're going to go the distance, and it just – it resonates. I would – my – I'm sure my dad got sick of it. How many times I would back it up? It was a VHS. We'd sing the song, 
back it up. Sing the song, back it up. Sing the song over and over and over again. So uh, my final for me yeah. is uh, Poor Unfortunate Souls from The Little Mermaid. Out there from the Hunchback of Notre Dame, breaking free from High School Musical, the first one, the one where Zac Efron isn't singing. Yes, apparently yeah, yeah. Uh, he starts singing in the second one. Yeah, yeah. but he was not the guy. In I the had first heard one. that. Yeah, or at least it was. Was it confirmed? I've it was seen confirmed. The heavy rumor. Okay. I've seen the confirmation. Yeah. I've seen the receipts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And finally, go the distance from Hercules. If there's a best one out of that, what are you going with? Out of out of the four, yeah. I would say "Out There" from Hunchback of Notre okay. Dame is is That's your favorite is Disney my song. Favorite ever. Okay. Disney song, okay. especially because the beginning. I, I don't have the beginning of it, but the beginning is so funny. It's it's not supposed to be funny. It's the bishop is is coming down to to uh, Quasimodo and goes. You are deformed. I am deformed, yeah. and you are ugly. <laughs> oh my god! It just and then it's it's uh, hopeful. Out there is my number one. Yeah. What about for you? Um, <sighs> I mean, from what from the hype you've given it, it sounds like Circle of Life. Yeah, is, probably is your number one. Probably, and it's just the start. It's like the start. It's, ah, <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's it the hottest of starts. Yeah, yeah, it really is. So that's got to be it. Um, I wanted to shout out to so. One on the Lion King soundtrack, mm-hmm. and I don't remember what it's called, but I know so uh, Hans Zimmer, famous composer, Absolutely. movie composer, did like the the orchestral parts to mm-hmm. Lion King or whatnot. Um, there's that scene, you know, the scene in Lion King where uh, I think Mufasa's like Simba everywhere you look. The like, yes, they're playing a song behind that, and I don't remember what it's called, but uh-huh. it's definitely a Hans Zimmer. That's like, yeah. It sounds like that. Yeah. So I was going to put that one on, but I couldn't find what it was called. Uh-huh. I, I couldn't find anything yeah, on it. Yeah, so, yeah. And I didn't want to include the, the movie clip with it. So I would have had that one probably in the honorable mention. That's but I, great... I don't know. I don't even know if there's a title to it. I just think that's just the the, um, it's probably, the score of the movie at the it's time. It's probably titled Simba. Simba. <laughs> everywhere you look. No, everywhere the light touches is what, yours. What about over there? Yeah, what about that? <laughs> what about that? No, nope. we don't go over there. <laughs> that, that is everywhere but that is there. hyena territory, Simba. <laughs> yeah. Well, I tell you what, that's a podcast this week. We had we we were we had we ran a little long today, yeah. but we were fired up about a couple topics. So I would say so. I would say so. Um, yeah, live golf stuff. The yeah. uh, the baby Gronk stuff. Um, fun stuff. But hey, you know what? Uh, that's why we have a podcast. That's to right. Talk we're, about all of it. we're just practicing for when eventually we have a four-hour daily show, go. right? Yeah. That's yep. what we're doing. Yep. All right. Thanks so much for joining us this week. You're listening to the Siza and the Stash Show. I'm Austin the Stash. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at Radio Guy Austin. Parker Siza, where can they find you? At Parker Siza, Twitter, Instagram, and the like. That's right, baby. We'll be back next week. Same time, same channel. Oh, that's Batman. I'd steal that. I'm stealing it anyway. Same time. Same channel. What are you stealing that from? Batman. Oh, uh, oh. Da, I da, thought... Same bat time, same bat channel. Uh, it's it's the Batman and Robin. Buh, 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 buh. Unfamiliar. <gasps> I'm going to have to get <laughs> Well, I know what we're going to do for Mount Rushmore next week. Some that will get Batman involved. All right. Hey, thanks I'm for joining. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week. See ya. Peace.